So this message goes out to anyone who needs to hear this. Your life and career is not a board examination. So stop living your life like it's a board examination. There is no board examination of life, right? Nothing is going to occur if you pass or fail a board examination, at least for your life. So don't conflate the two. And I'm not saying that board examinations are not important. They have consequences. They bring stress. But please don't conflate the two. And I'm speaking from experience here. So let's get below the surface. So I know all of you all at one point or another have heard the term, in order to change the game, the game could be medicine or healthcare in general, in order to change the game, you have to play the game. And I think that this is the first part of conditioning you to act a certain way. And when I look at the game, I look at it almost like a spectrum, a spectrum of BS that collectively builds up to the point where you're making or not making large decisions based off of what others think of you. It starts off as easy as, can you take extra call? Can you give this up? Can you give that up? To the point where you are becoming a martyr, to the point where even you're seeing very obvious or maybe even not so obvious, some subtle wrongdoings that are going on and you're not speaking out because you're trying to finish, right? You got to do what's necessary to finish because everybody else is. So why are you going to stunt that? So I think that the point is, is once you finish, you're going to feel like you have all the chips. You have all of these chips. You're going to cash them in and you're going to use that cachet to make the changes in medicine that you want to do. The question is, is does this really occur? Are you able to do this? So quickly, when I was a kid, you know, I thought of a doctor or at least I learned about the concept of a doctor from TV. Okay. And I thought that the doctor was this big, impenetrable person that, Everything in healthcare circled around this person. All the decisions were run by him and her. And I decided that this is the direction that I want to take my life in. I want to be a doctor. So as I started to climb the ladder and going through high school and college, and then now I'm in medical school and as a resident, I'm starting to see that, okay, the perception that I had in my mind doesn't necessarily equate to the reality. There's a ton of meetings that I had to be in, meetings after meetings, committee meetings after committee meetings, fighting with insurance companies on top of doing one of the most purest things that you can do right now, which is taking care of patients that I love and that you're going to love if you're not at that point too, right? All of those things fall on top of the most purest of things, which is taking care of patients. But let's get back to playing the game. Playing the game can have some unintended consequences, mainly because you're following dogma right? You do, as I say, only because I told you to do it and because I went through it. That's it. Not because it makes any scientific sense. There's no research behind it. You just do as I say, because I told you to do it. And as a result, you won't feel comfortable asking questions because you don't want to stand out, right? You don't want to be singled out. And once you graduate, once you get the certification that you need, once you finish you're going to be a high achieving individual. But for a lot of you all who are high achieving individuals, you may be greeted with something that is called, I'd say the dreaded imposter syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome is not a term that I came up with, but it is dreaded in this terms of this is a situation where you have these internal conversations that you think everybody thinks you're a fraud or that you think that your accomplishments are not due to your mechanisms or your abilities. You think that it's due to the school that you went to. You think that it's due to the program that you went to, the mentor that you had. So when you're on your own, you think that you're going to be singled out, that you're going to be, a, someone's going to call you a fraud. So I just want to pause real quick though, and just say that, listen, if you're listening to this and you're like, doc, I get what you're saying, but 
I know imposter syndrome, if you're from a certain background, if you're marginalized, a lot of this stuff is exacerbated by bias as well as exclusion. True history of this. So this is a real syndrome that's going on. This is a real issue that's going on. And it's based off of true historical biases as well as exclusionary tactics that occurred. All right. I just wanted to say that. Let's get back to our normally scheduled episode. Okay. But before you know it, you're swallowed up by the system. When you thought you were going to be making decisions, you're wondering how you're going to run things, how you're going to change things. You start to realize that those decisions aren't being made by you. Those decisions possibly could be made by someone in a C-suite, someone who didn't major in medicine, someone who didn't spend time in medicine. They majored in Spanish possibly, and maybe having an MHA or an MBA, but they're the ones who are making the decisions in healthcare. And I get it. I do get it. I think a lot of you all are looking at me like, look, you're wearing scrubs or you already got your white coat. You got your credentials. Like, why are you giving us a hard time? And I'm not giving you a hard time. I understand that it's really difficult. I understand that you're trying to stay afloat. I know that it's hard. Trying to get into medical school is very hard. I think right now only 42% of those applying will get in. Surviving medical school is another beast. Most of the time you just feel like you're just trying to get through. And the best way to protect yourself is to go further into your studies, to not stand out, right? To stay off of people's radar and possibly let things that make you fun, let you know who you are, those may fall by the wayside so that you can succeed. And it's a steep cost for that. The last thing you have on your mind at this point is being revolutionary, however small that change is. So here are my thoughts. What is the main point of training for all of these years? What is the main point for sacrificing, incurring all of this debt only to speak when you're asked to speak or not feel free to input your decisions or just feel like in general, you can't create anything new or just doubt yourself in general. Think about it. There's a small percentage of people in the world who are in healthcare. There are a small percentage of people who've been able to accomplish what you can do. So I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. And it took a lot of reflection, but I finally came to this honest description of myself. So throughout my journey of trying to become a physician, I didn't take risks, right? There are times that I can remember to this day that I didn't speak up for myself. There are times that I felt like, quote unquote, it wasn't my time to speak, to add anything to certain conversations, even if those conversations, even if the consequences would affect me and my fellow residents directly, I felt like it wasn't my time. I didn't finish playing the game. Although I was a great resident, I definitely, even to that point, think that I put a limit on myself, mainly because I was really worried about what my co-residents would think what my attendings would think. And I felt like I could accomplish a lot more. I could have accomplished a lot more if I wasn't so worried about what others, quote unquote, might be thinking. So I had to think deeper about where all of this came from. And a lot of it came from a thought process of really being scared of risk. And this thought process of if I take a risk, that if I fail, I'm going to let everyone down in my family, right? And trust me, this is, like I said, this is some real talk, right? I'm African-American. I'm from Irvington, New Jersey. My mother, by the time I got to medical school, was a nursing assistant. My sister was a nurse. 
She's now a CRNA. Matt, props to her. There wasn't anybody else in my family in healthcare. I applied to medical school twice. And at my general surgery residency, I was the first DO there. So there was all of these chips on my shoulder that really I was putting on there myself. And prior to 2013, when I finished all of my training, I truly believe that if someone were to write an autobiography of Darko, if that book were to come out, the title of that book would be called The Comfort Zone, The Blueprint of a Yes Man. To some extent, it's embarrassing. To some extent, it's jaw-dropping and shocking that I would say that and think that, but it's the truth. It is the truth, but also at the same time, that story doesn't stop there because by the time 2013 was done, I got a chance to go on my first medical mission trip to Ghana, which changed my thought process about life in general. And during that medical humanitarian trip to Ghana, I learned how to operate with little resources. I learned how to build a surgical or a mini surgical clinic or hospital in less than 24 hours because no matter if we were done or not, at the end, the next day, the hernias were coming, the lipomas were coming, the thyroids were coming. They were all coming and they were coming from miles away and waiting hours to see the doctors from the U.S., and I learned from local surgeons who were really badass, who were technically sound, but just didn't have the resources. It didn't matter if they had the latest, the greatest from the United States. They were just able to take care of people. And I learned so much from them. I find myself or I found myself learning more from them than they did from me. And there's no phone a friend at this point. There's no phone in attending. It's on you. I remember a time that I did a lap coli and found out that the insufflator stopped working. And as a result, we had this big CO2 tank, big brown CO2 tank that the guy who came on the trip with us was able to manipulate and be able to insufflate based off of what I was able to see and release some based off of what I wasn't able to see. It was just, it was really interesting, scary, but we got through with it. The patient did okay, right? Patient did okay. And they had a good outcome. And the majority, all of the patients really had great outcomes and they were grateful for the care that they got. And at the end of the trip, we got a chance to debrief and I got a chance to debrief on my own. And I just had to really think about this, that I'm pretty well trained. Technically, I know what to do. And on the plane ride home, I was really quiet and somber because after that trip on the plane ride home, I figured out that maybe what I'm looking for doesn't exist in the United States. So as a result, I had a really long and honest conversation with Renee. And we had to talk about what we want, what we want to show for all of these years of sacrifice, all of these years of debt, all of these years of just really learning something that not many other people can do. What do we really want? Well, how do we maintain control? And as a result, we made a plan to pay off our debt very quickly. We decided to lower our expenses. We decided not to buy a home. We really felt that our mobility was our greatest asset and actually having no debt was our greatest asset. It allowed us to make free decisions without finances being really at the center. You catch my drift? And ultimately, I had to learn that I had to start living life on my own terms on my own terms, not what my colleagues say, not what my medical society says, not what, not even what my parents say, my own terms. This is a big departure for me. Remember the title of the book, okay? So I just really 
want to drill that in, you know, and, you know, see, oftentimes I think we spend too much time trying to find a perfect answer to change medicine. What is the one thing that's going to change medicine? And I don't think there is one. I think that's obvious. I don't think there is one. So I think we should stop looking for one. You might as well just be yourself. You might as well be the change that you want to see in medicine. The way how you change medicine is by living your life the way how you want to do it. Not the way how the hospital wants you to do it, which oftentimes how you want to live your life, how you want to take care of your patients at times can not correlate with how the hospital wants it done or how they want you to work or your medical society or your medical school. How do you want to be the change? How do you want to change medicine is by living your life the way how you want to do it. Remember, prior to medicine, you had a life. And if you're not careful, your life will be running around you or rotating around medicine. So I want to end with this and say that medicine is the dopest field out there. Taking care of patients is an amazing feeling. But I want you all to do the things that they tell you you can't. I want you to take that sabbatical as an attending if you think you need to. Shit. If you're a medical student and you feel like you have to, go ahead and take that. Start that podcast about whatever topic that you want to talk about. Start a vlog. Start a blog. Whatever letter you want to put in front of log, go ahead and start it. Right? Ask the questions that you've always wanted to ask. And don't take no for an answer. Do a mission. See how medicine is practiced in another country. See what it's like to take care of people without having to utilize all the resources that we have here in the United States. Start the business you always wanted to, yo. For real. Do what they tell you you can't do. Say no when someone asks you to do shit that you don't want to do. Remember, you got to be the person, you got to be the change who the textbooks talk about in 10 years. Build something. But the most important thing is to live your life. Your life is not a board examination. And that's it, guys. That's me, Dr. Nee. And this came from the heart. This is something that I wanted to share. And this is an episode that I wanted to express and do long time ago. But because of imposter syndrome or whatever it may be, I decided against it. And things are changing. And I'd like to share more of my thoughts and more of my experiences with you all. So if you like this episode, please, I hope that you guys continue to listen to this episode and subscribe to this episode. Please make sure that when you click subscribe, you know, that you're automatically getting episodes all the time. And it's really important to let other people know about this show so that this show can grow, right? It's not just cool for you to keep it to yourself, but let other people know that this show is out there so that it can continue to grow and we can get the message out there. So listen, I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. Catch you on the next one, guys. Peace.